What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. It is a huge NFL Thursday. Thursday? It's Thursday, bro. It's a huge NFL Thursday. We got a lot in the show. That is Dave Hellman. That is the brilliant Joy Taylor. This is Eagles all-time Russian leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. I am Emmanuel Acho, but we got to take a look at the biggest matchup in the biggest game. Let's get it started for y'all right here, right now. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Eagles, Chiefs. It's the game we've all been waiting for, but it's the matchup we've all been waiting for. Patrick Mahomes, first team, all pro, 45 touchdowns in totality on the year. He's been a bad man, 45 passing, uh, for rushing. But on the flip side, Jalen Hurts, we know the damage that he has done. He's done it with his legs. He's done it with his arms. Y'all see the numbers. The numbers speak for themselves. There's a reason Jalen Hurts is an all-pro. You can't take that from him. But he's a second-team all-pro to Patrick Mahomes' first-team all-pro. There is a gap between these two quarterbacks. There's not a gap between these two teams, not yet at least. They're both in the Super Bowl. But between the two stars, there is a gap. The question becomes... How wide is that gap? Let's get to the desk to get that answer. Dave Hellman, you sporting that Eagles green? Uh, there's some irony yeah. here, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like he's wearing throwback Eagles green. Yep. This I'm is the Kelly the green. Yeah. <laughs> we got it all covered over here. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. This, uh, you might be I just like Cowboys. Cowboy blue. No, I like I just like blue. Oh. No Cowboys. <laughs> you like blue. You see, he's no, coming no. over, though. He is. Yeah. I love it. Welcome to Speak Off. This is y'all's first time watching. We have a lot of fun here. Dave, I need you to answer this question, man. The biggest game, the biggest position, the best players, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. How wide is the gap between Mahomes and Hurts? It's substantial. I know I'm wearing green, but I've been watching Patrick Mahomes for five years at this point. It is a substantial gap. I would call it 49 of 50 first-team All-Pro votes substantial. Jalen Hurts has accomplished a lot this year, and, and he, he deserves every bit of that credit. But you're still comparing him to the best quarterback on the planet right now. It's, it's not a knock on him to say he's got some ground to cover before he's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we just did this with Joe Burrow. Yeah. And Joe Burrow has not been named All-Pro, but has accomplished just as much, if not more. You could argue more, seeing as how he's also been to a Super Bowl. He's made two such playoff runs. He's not on Patrick Mahomes' level. I think it, it, it's early. It's so early to even try to attempt this conversation, in my opinion. Because remember, the other thing, too, we've seen Jalen Hurts' progression, right? And, again, that's not to take credit away from him. His development is a big part of why the Eagles' offense is so good. But we saw what Jalen Hurts looked like in previous iterations of this offense, and now we see what he looks like with two 1,200-yard receivers. Meanwhile, we've seen Patrick Mahomes basically be great this entire time. I mean, Patrick Mahomes went to his first AFC title game when Jalen was still at Alabama, not even Oklahoma, Alabama. Like, before he even transferred, Patrick Mahomes was doing this. <laughs> and then Patrick Mahomes loses Tyree Kill, arguably the best receiver in football, and he's going to win the MVP. There's just levels to this thing. I hope people don't think it's a knock on me to say that there is a huge, huge gap in this conversation. Well, people who would think it would be a knock would be Eagles fans. Maybe former Eagles players. Maybe former Eagles all-time leading rushers. Maybe LaShawn McCoy. So, Shady, you tell me, man, is there a gap? How wide is the gap between Mahomes, your former teammate who helped you get a Super Bowl, and his upcoming yeah. opponent, well, Jalen? I'll just be honest. I, I think it is a, a nice size gap, a nice margin. Um, but listen, this is only Jalen Hurts' second, no, no, second full year as, as a, a starter. starter yeah. Yeah. That matters. And I think we're Patrick Mahomes, he's the best quarterback in football. He's top. He's probably the top player in football right now. So when you kind of ask this question, you got to look at the whole situation in their, in their careers. Like, for, for example, Patrick Mahomes is six years in the league. This is really his fifth year starting. Yep. Right? He's been at three Super Bowl appearances, including this year. Yes, sir. Right? Five straight AFC championship games. So he's had, he has so much to, to judge from. More experience. The good, the bad. Having Tyreek Hill. And then losing Tyreek Hill, still getting it done. Like, you have so much from his career to judge on. Where Jalen Hurts, it's only his second full year starting. And the things that he's done in his second year as a full starter, second team all pro, mm -hmm. Joy, that's hard to do. Hard to do. Hard to so do. my thing is, like, yeah, I think Jalen Hurts has a lot of time to catch Patrick Mahomes. It is a nice margin. It should be. If it was close, it will be an issue. He has a lot of time to catch him, but Joy – he got about checks watched 10 days. <laughs> it doesn't matter if he catches them over the course of his career. All that matters is, can he catch them <clears throat> on Sunday? And does he even have to catch them? The gap between Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, what does it mean if it does exist? In this game, it might not matter. How did the 
Patriots beat the Los Angeles Rams. Was Tom Brady spectacular? No, oh, not at all. 500 yards. Pedestrian. This is one game. It, it really doesn't matter. We've seen examples of this. Now, throughout the season, yeah. Throughout their, their careers, yeah, of course. Objectively, there's a gap. There just is. There's a gap in experience. There's a gap in accomplishments. There's a gap in wins and losses. There's a gap in statistics. There's a gap in working with different personnel. There's a gap. That's not a, that's not a knock. It's just factually accurate. <laughs> Nobody's even given their opinion in that, in that space. Patrick Holmes has accomplished more. No one's arguing that the talent level is the same. He's now done it without Tyreek Hill. So, yeah, there's a gap. But when it comes to the Super Bowl, one game, you can step on the field against Tom Brady and beat him. And he's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Shady, let me ask you this. If you are going to go up against a giant and slay the giant, you better be pinpoint accurate. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's David, whether it's Nick Foles, whether it's Eli Manning, you better have some accuracy. I, I like David. I like David better. Yeah, I like that. But you, be, you better have some accuracy. Um, when you think about Eli Manning's Super Bowl runs, and okay. clearly Eli Manning, there was a gap between him and Tom Brady, et cetera. Yes, for sure. Eli Manning in those runs, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, cumulatively. When you think about Nick Foles, obviously there's a gap between Nick Foles and Tom Brady, but Nick Foles played arguably the best yes, game yes. of his life. Four touchdowns, three passing, one receiving, 300-plus yards, no interceptions. Quite literally the best game of his yep. life. So for that gap to not matter, like Joy is surmising and I agree with, Jalen Hurts is going to have to play one of the best games of his life. You think he's primed for that because we've seen him deal with the shoulder injury. We've seen him the first two playoff games. Is he primed for I that? I mean, yes. Heck yeah, yes. It's the reason why this guy was up for the MVP. Right now, I think Patrick. He is up, by the way. Like, yeah, it ain't yeah. over. No, it's, it's over. Patrick Holmes is going to win. It's over. But I think some of that's due to injury. You know, he couldn't really compete as much as he wanted yeah. to at the end. But listen, he's been lights out all year. 16-1 and one as the starter? Yes. He ready, to, he, ready to, he ready for the big show? Dave, from what you've seen on film, what you've seen on tape. I believe Jalen Hurts in the two playoff games, 270 yards cumulatively passing. I believe 130 yards cumulatively or so rushing, two touchdowns rushing, two touchdowns passing. He's won the games. Hasn't been overly impressive, whether by the eyes or whether by statistics, but he's won the games. That's all that matters. Is he primed for the moment? Yeah, I think, I think he is, and I, I disagree a little bit with you. Jalen Hurts is going to have to play well. I don't think he's going to have to play the game of his life. That's yeah. what makes this such an interesting matchup. Like, this is – I'm sure it's happened before, but in recent memory, this is the most obvious example. Again, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback doing it in the NFL right now. There's very there, – no, there's no way you can debate that. I don't know how anybody could. And the Eagles, if they aren't the best roster in the league, then it was San Francisco, and they just smacked them around. So I think clearly best team – 1-22 to 22 versus best quarterback, undoubtedly. Now, Jalen Hurts has a hell of a supporting cast that can help him do this. He can't turn the ball over. they got to find a way to run the ball. He's going to need to make more plays through the air than he has. I will say that. The Eagles got away with basically not having a threatening passing game these last two weeks because they didn't need to. I will be surprised if Jalen only needs to make two plays, and that's what he did against San Francisco. He made two plays in the passing game on the first drive of the game. And that was really about it. I don't think you can get away with that, but the Eagles are just so deep and they're so well-rounded. I think he can win this game playing well, whereas Patrick Mahomes, I think, needs to play the game of his life to overcome how much de more deep the Eagles roster is. That's what makes it so fascinating to me is if there's a quarterback thing that can do it, it's probably Patrick Mahomes, but that's a hell of a lot of talent to overcome. Here's why I um, respectfully disagree. This game, I think, is actually eerily similar to the 2017 Super Bowl, matchup-wise. 2017 Super Bowl, who the Patriots have? It's a rhetorical question, but it's a question that you'll probably don't have the answer to because nobody was that memorable. They had Danny, Danny Amendola was their third receiver. Brandon Cooks that year was their second receiver. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski, a tight end, was their leading receiver. Gronk with 1,000 yards with the face. Oh, wait. Brandon Cooks is a pretty damn good player. He absolutely just, is. Okay. But just, Brandon Cooks had 1,000 yards that season, and Juju Smith has 980 yards sure. this okay. season. I just – Put yeah, yeah, some no respect shame. on Brandon Cooks. No but yeah, no, I hear you. But for the record, I mean, again, I won't stop down for it, but I think Brandon Cooks has played on four teams in yeah. maybe eight years. So yeah. it's not like Brandon – go ahead. I'll wait on this face. Just keep that note when we go forward. I don't know where you're going, but – No, I'm, I'm saying the like – sense might I, matter coming up very soon. I'm saying for as good as he is – the team. Let, let me not get distracted. The teams are similar. Yeah, okay. The Patriots have Tom Brady and guys. 
Tom Brady, Gronk, and guys. Right. The defense had Dante Hightower, yeah. should have had McCourty. I believe it had Patrick Chung, had some pieces. The Eagles had a roster. Uh, Jamie Tom, uh, Jamie uh, Collins. Yeah. Eagles had a roster. Eagles I mean, were Eagles had yeah. Zach Ertz. Yeah. Eagles had uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. Eagles had Nelson Aguilar, who went for 900 yards that year. Eagles had Torrey Smith, who went for 700 yards that year. Eagles had a litany of running backs. You can pick them. They had a litany of running backs. No, ah, no, no, You think that was that team was stacked on offense or defense? I would say as a roster. They had, because they had I, a nice roster. As a roster. The offense was open. They had a great pass rush. Yeah. As a yeah, roster. Yeah, I think defense-wise, they were, they, were, they were like stack stack. Yes. Offense, I thought they offense, were solid. They were, they, they, the point being, they had a better roster than the Patriots. The Patriots had Brady and Gronk. Yeah. The Chiefs had Mahomes and Kelsey. Okay. Okay, so here we go. So Nick Foles had to go crazy because Brady went crazy. Like, you know, on the flip side, Mahomes going to go crazy. But that, I, I just feel like the Eagles team now, I think it's way better than that, that team, the Eagles team back then you're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is the first I'm hearing this conversation about that Eagles team. The conversation, they got all posts I'm everywhere. not saying that Eagles team is this Eagles team. Y'all are missing – let me be more clear in how I speak. I, I get what you're saying. I'm saying, saying the matchup is parallel. The Eagles roster in 2017 I, I get, was yeah. better than the Patriots roster. Yeah. The Patriots offense had a quarterback that is the greatest of all time, a tight end that is the greatest of all time, and guys. I see your The Chiefs here. have I, a I quarterback that is the greatest okay, of all time, okay, okay. a tight end that is the greatest of all time, and guys. Nick Foles had to go crazy because Tom Brady went crazy. Tom Brady set a, a Super Bowl record that game. I'm anticipating Patrick Mahomes will go crazy. Just because he's Patrick Mahomes. That's why I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to be more than just, like, good. I think he's going to have to be great because I think Mahomes will be great. That team is so good, though, man. Like, they've been winning games not throwing the ball. We're going to run it down your throats, right? And we're going to play great defense. We're going to turnovers. I just look at the the Eagles team now. I mean, I think if Jalen plays great, like, I think it should be a no-brainer who should win the game. But let's just say he doesn't, right? It's a big game, and it's one game. You can be great all year and then have a bad game. That happens. It's football. But I think the Eagles, the way they built this team, like, they should win this game. So Jalen doesn't have to be great I, to win. No, I don't I think don't, so. I don't think you so. See that, you see that roster? If we sit here and just, and just hanging out and we start jotting down names yeah. of every position, we, I told you. It's going to be way more than Eagles players. I think players. Patrick Mahomes has to be great to win. He's got to be unbelievable. And if he I is great, that, yes. they will win because Patrick Mahomes is that good. Keep in mind, too, like, and I'm with no, – I love Patrick Mahomes. You all know that. But we've seen him be neutralized in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Granted, the Chiefs were dealing with a lot of issues yeah. on their offensive line. But the Eagles made San Francisco's offensive line look bad the other day. Bad, bad. They got some guys that can get after Patrick Mahomes. Starters, about about eight yeah. of them. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think – Philly has quite an edge in this game, in my opinion. It just so happens that the Chiefs' edge is the most important position in the sport. Yeah. It's going to be fast. I'm interested. Now now I'm curious as what y'all have to say about Jalen Hurts not needing to be great. I think Jalen Hurts needs to be great, but we'll discuss that more. Coming up, the Giants are out of the playoffs, but they still chirping. Star safety, well, safety for the New York Giants had some interesting words about Eagles coach Nick Sirianni. You got to hear the shades of things. You know how that is. When you're on top of us. The Eagles beat the Giants back on the football field three times this season. But Giants safety Julian Love, still shady, called out Philly head coach Nick Sirianni. I know, shade, y'all, shade. Now, he said, quote, he's a guy who's doing a good job because he's not getting in the way of his own team. He's in for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team. Close, quote. Shady, you know what's funny? When I when I read this, when I heard this quote at first, I was like, yo, this is crazy shade. But then I was really trying to break it down didactically. I was looking at it, I was like, okay. He started off relatively true, but then he got more hyperbolic and more hyperbolic and more hyperbolic as it went on. Because when he started off saying Nick Sirianni does a great job not getting in the way, I was like, yeah, that's real. That's true. But then when he said he's getting a free ride, I was like, okay, wait a second, wait a second. I don't know how I feel about that. Then when he said you guys can coach this team, I was like, okay, calm down, everybody, calm down. But, Shady, let me ask you this. Or let me say this to you. I think I have a bigger issue with the messenger than I do the message. Like, I don't want to hear that from you, Julian Love. Yeah. The message I understand, right? A lot of people said the same thing about Luke Walton. The The year the Warriors won 73 games, Luke Walton stepped in and went 39-4. and four. That's true. That's true. Now, Luke Walton, career-wise, is a 41% winning head coach. But when you got Steph Curry, 
Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, just don't get in the way. Mm -hmm. So I understand the message he was trying to make, but I don't at all like the messenger if they sent you home. How you feel about it? Aww. He's sad. He's not over it yet. I get it. Listen, I, I've been there. I've been, I've been bitter. I've been pissed off. And he's showing you that. I mean, the Eagles blew him out twice. Twice. Right? Or was it three times? <laughs> so, look, I won't get into that. I'll just talk more on what he was talking about. So, again, I, I think he's just saying, listen, that team is really, really good. You know, maybe he's not coaching so well. That's bull crap. I watched him last year, mm. Sirianni. Take that team who wasn't as good, a young quarterback, take him to the playoffs. That's hard to do. And then the next year, and then the next year, which is this year, take him all the way to the Super Bowl. One thing about having a lot of good talent is egos. It's egos, Right? He's done a great job of managing all these egos in the locker room, putting the only thing that matters, the only goal is to win a Super Bowl. And that's what they're doing. And I love that about a coach. Another thing I liked what he did, Jalen Hurts, he, he, he changed the format of the offense that caters to his style, which most coaches don't do. If I draft you here, this is the, the plays you're going to run because I want to do that. No, no, no. For Jalen Hurts, he changed everything for him. Got the wide receivers they needed. So, yeah, I think, I think Nick Sirianni's doing a great job. We just FaceTimed him the other day. Yep. Right? And, I, and he's hating. Right? Is Julian? Julian. Oh, Julian, you need love. Julian, love needs some love. So we won't hold that against you, but we won't hold that against you, dog. Dave, where you stand? I just, look. Tissues or something like that. I I think this is a case where I think Nick Sirianni just rubs people the wrong way, honestly. Yeah. Because, I mean, he looks looks like he's on a free ride. Like, he looks, he reminds, did y'all ever see Silver Linings Playbook? Yes. He (laughs) looks like Bradley Cooper in Silver Linings Playbook, who's like a crazy Eagles fan in that movie. Like, he looks like, if a frat bro was the coach of the Eagles, like he's, this is for Frank Reich, yelling at people, how about them Eagles? Like, I mean, he acts like what a fan would act like. But when you get past all of that, give him some respect. I'm not saying you have to say he's the best coach in the league, but to Shady's point, Eagles looked sorry through the first half of last season. Mm-hmm. Three and six, I think. Mm-hmm. Turned him around and got him to the playoffs. He's, Real quick. He's been in the playoffs twice in two years. You can't, right. you can't do you better than that. Yep. He's got them in the Super Bowl. If they win, he would be on a very short list of guys who have won a Super Bowl <laughs> before they have missed the playoffs as a head coach. Like He would be on a list with somebody like Mike Tomlin, who we all think the world yes. of. Yes. He's a good coach. Again, you don't have to think he's the best coach. I don't think he's not a finalist for coach of the year, right? No, no. And he's top five, not top And, and I, I, don't, I don't think he should win coach of the year. I've said Brian Dable for Dable weeks for sure. and weeks. But he's a good football coach. The resume speaks for itself. Making the playoffs in both years of your tenure after the way the 2020 season ended for the Eagles. Remember, Doug Peterson left after they, like, tanked the season. Like, that, right. that's how this whole thing got started. Yeah. It was like the Giants were mad at the Eagles for not trying as hard as they could. That's how his tenure started. And he's got him in the Super Bowl. you got to give him some respect for that. You absolutely have Where to. Where you at, Joy? I was very wrong about Nick Sirianni. I thought this was going to be a colossal disaster after. It seems that way. To us. Yeah. But it hasn't been. I mean, he's won 23 regular season games going back to last season. That's tied with Kyle Shanahan for fourth over that time span. He's in the Super Bowl. I think those two games this year without Jalen Hurts were kind of like, oh, maybe. Yeah, you know, dicey. Jalen is needed, but <laughs> most coaches need a right. franchise quarterback. Right. Kyle Shanahan will tell you you need a franchise quarterback. So that matters. It's kind of hard to take this from someone who's lost to Philly three times. Right. So I hear you on that. Sweet, 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 sweet. The, <laughs> the, the messenger is a, is a little it's brutal. Messenger. yep. Um, but that doesn't mean that the message is wrong, even if it's coming from the wrong messenger. But in this case, both, both things are wrong. <laughs> I think Nick Sirianni is a good coach. We don't know yet if he's a great coach, but he is certainly a good coach. He's a, he's a great offensive coach. Yeah. You saw that in the results since he's been here and with Jalen Hurts. You saw that as, uh, uh, from the results that he got as an offensive coordinator and the work that he did as an offensive coordinator, which is the reason he got this job. Right. But to say that he got a free ride, like uh, – Keep in mind. Jeff Saturday had a free ride. Okay, the, the, Nick Sirianni did not have a free ride, and 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 if he wins the Super Bowl, it's really not going to matter because it's going to no be in the books forever. Here's my thought, though, and here's why I I see why Julian Love said he would said Julian Love plays safety, so he can see every single position on a football field. Two five, he can see it all. If he's back there at safety and you, he looks left, who does he see? He sees 125 million dollar AJ Brown. Okay, I don't want to look over there. I want to look to the right. Who do I see? I see a Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver. That hasn't been done in 20 years. Okay, I don't want to look there. Let me look at tight end. 
Who do I see? I see a top five tight end and second overall pick. I don't want to look there. Let me look in the backfield. Who do I see? Okay, I see a Pro Bowl 1,000-yard running back, the most rushing yards since this person for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, I don't want to look at the skill. Let me look. Let me look at the offensive line. I look left. Who do I see? I see a future Hall of Famer, uh, Lane Johnson. Okay, I'm not looking there. Let me look at center. Who do I see? I see a future Hall of Famer, Jason Kelly. I'm not looking there. Let me look at right guard. Who do I see? Left guard. I see a all-pro first uh, pro bowler. Uh, let me look at right tackle. Who do I see? I see a 6'8", 330-pound, $60 million tackle. Okay, let me look at the left guard. Like, if you're Julian Love and you sit here and you see all these dogs and they've whooped you, all of Three them times. have whooped you, then I see why he's like, hey, bro, you weren't the one who mossed me. That was Devontae Smith. You weren't the one who shook me. That was Miles Sanders. You weren't the one who caked me. That was Lane Johnson. Yet you sitting here bragging like you the one that whooped me. That was your homeboys that whooped me. Let me tell you this. All right, and I, I get you. Great. That was great. So animated. That was good. Smooth. I played with a better team than that, if we talking about this paper. Remember the dream team? Y'all remember that? I was part of that team. And I will say this. Our offense was better. We had better players, right? Mm-hmm. We had a Jason Kelsey that was, that was younger, was real nice. Then we had Jason Peters, who was like lame. But, but, Prime. Okay. So we had them players. We had Sante Samuels, uh, should, should be a future Hall of Famer. We had Nami Asamoah, who was supposed to be like all world. Then we got DRC. Um, um, come on. Yeah. So we had them players. You know what that's, that, that record was? Not good. Four and 12. Oof. So it's cool to have one of the players, Joy, but if you don't have a coach to manage the egos and, and manage the players, I wanted the ball. We had me, Deshaun Jackson, <laughs> Jeremy Backlund, a young uh, uh, Brent Selleck. We had players. Mm-hmm. We, had, we had Michael Vick, the backup was Vince Young. <laughs> we had players, but we just couldn't get it together. And that took a coach like Nick Sirianni that kept everybody together. But so also, it matters. What? Like, we know, to your point, we know that a lot of talent doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win anything. But also, why is it Nick Sirianni's fault that they put together a good roster? Coaches don't have all the power over players in most situations. You feel like Mike McCarthy did all of the drafting, made all the choices in Dallas? Because he has a a better regular season (laughs) record. He he didn't. So, So Nick Sirianni has a great GM. That's not Nick Sirianni's fault. But you think he's faulting him, or you think he's identifying, like, look, man, you were born on second base, and you ra- you taking victory laps for hitting a home run. He, th- that, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. We're, we're great talent, right? Mm-hmm. So our bosses get to brag about hiring great talent. That's how it works. All right, right, there you go. Like, they identified it and brought it in, and we have awesome producers, and that's what creates a great show. Everybody gets to celebrate in the work that everybody does. It's, if Nick, Nick Sirianni doesn't also have to be the GM in order to take credit for this great team. In fact, the fact that he doesn't have to play GM is what is creating this great team because they have someone in that role who does a good job. And the players, they, all the players love him. Of course. They all love him. It's right, a high like, don't the, the central thing of, this, of the Eagles' entire success is that they were able to turn a second-round pick at quarterback into an MVP candidate. And we know, again... Like, that's, having a cheap quarterback is what lets you do everything else. That's why it's so important. That's why we talk so much about it. And something turned Jalen Hurts from a kind of forgettable player into an MVP candidate. Right. It might not all be Nick Sirianni, but, but again. Nick Sirianni is an offensive coach. He is a central component of this whole on, thing. Julian, I, on, think, I, I think what's most fascinating now is who deserves the most credit for the Eagles because it is fascinating. As much we don't as care about the credit. Oh. We want wins and Super no. Bowls. We don't the, care about no, the credit. People will care yeah. about the credit as soon as this game's over and people start getting <laughs> hired away from this team. And we do television. We have to keep That's true. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Coming up. Start thinking about it, Shady. <laughs> It's been a long time since the Cowboys have held a Lombardi trophy. (laughs) So what's the problem? Is it Dak Prescott? Is it Jerry Jones? Is it the star? We got to talk about that next on Speed. That that was a good one, though. That's a real question. Dak Prescott, he finished his seventh season, and he still hasn't gotten past the divisional round of the playoffs. That's not good news. But the Dallas Morning News wrote, Jalen Hurts' early success has Dak swimming against the tide of history since the Cowboys quarterback will be 30-plus years old when next season starts. Dave, you got, I won't say aggravated, but passionate when we were preparing this topic. Or my hot button issue. (laughs) Is Dak Prescott the problem for the Cowboys? The fun thing about the fact that the Cowboys never 
get to the promised land is that we can see history repeating itself. Like, whichever way you want to take it. The way that I'll go with it here is to point out Dak Prescott's becoming Tony Romo. Like, we would have done this same conversation about Tony Romo years ago because the same stuff happened. Had a fantastic season as a young quarterback, fell just short to a better team that wound up winning the Super Bowl, and then they could never quite get over that hump. It got harder and harder to put a good team around him. Tony Romo can't win the big game. Tony Romo throws an interception. Then Tony Romo retires after Dak Prescott takes his job, and now the collective agreement is like, Tony Romo was so good. (laughs) If the Cowboys could have just put a better team around him, man, there's no telling what they could do. He's not like this bum Dak. Man! Dak's 30 years old. Now he finds himself in a similar boat. Never mind the fact that he's never had a losing record as the Cowboys' starting quarterback. He's made the playoffs in four of six seasons. No, he's not perfect. He's not the best quarterback in the league. I wouldn't even say he's top five. He's a quarterback that you can win with. He is. Can win the the Super Bowl. I think he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. The Cowboys haven't gotten anywhere near close enough. What what aggravated me? The topic originally was... (laughs) Is, is Dak's Super Bowl window closed? And I said, when was it ever open? When have the Cowboys ever given you the impression that they were this close? I got an answer. Can I answer? Give them an You're going to say 2016. You know I am. And I'm going to tell you that what even you if they me? had beaten Aaron Rodgers, they would have had to play Atlanta, an Atlanta team that beat the hell out of the Packers, an Atlanta team with just as good of an offense. The, the Cowboys' issues in 2016 were all defensive, and that Atlanta team had prime Julio and Matt Ryan playing at an MVP level with Kyle Shanahan as his OC. It's not a given that Dallas wins that game, and therefore you could argue they're still very far from even playing in a Super Bowl, let alone winning it. They haven't gotten that close. And going back to the point about Tony Romo, What's the constant here? Like, the quarterback has changed. The teams have changed. The blueprints have changed. The Cowboys organization, the coaches have changed, by the way. The organization, the people making the decisions are the constant. Dak Prescott is not a perfect quarterback. I think you can win with Dak Prescott. I think it's way more a Cowboys issue that we're still talking about whether they can win a divisional game than Dak Prescott's. I don't think, I don't think Dak Prescott can win the big game regardless of where he is. Now, first... Let's just look at the history. One, congratulations to Dak on making $160 million. At the end of the day, you got your bread. But let's remember, Dak was a fourth-round pick. Why does that matter? Because outside of Tom Brady, since about 2005, modern NFL football, we pay scouts so much money to miss on quarterbacks by drafting them too early, not too late. Right, right. If you missed on a quarterback, you drafted them too early. So Dak being a fourth-round pick just simply tells you off-rip, like, okay, there probably is a talent gap between him and other quarterbacks in football. That's why I say congrats to Dak on making $160 million. But let's all acknowledge there's a talent gap there. Now we got to see is there a performance gap. Because talent doesn't mean everything. Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick. But is there a performance gap? When I look at the fact that Dak Prescott's last two bad games this season weren't because of a lack of talent, They weren't because he didn't have receivers. They were because his arm either wasn't good enough or his decision-making wasn't good enough. Go back to Washington. The interception, the pick six he threw. That wasn't because he didn't have Amari Cooper. That was because he threw an out late and inside inside, to a squat corner. Let's go back to the playoff game when he threw the interception to Fred Warner. That wasn't talent. He threw the ball to 1,400-yard receiver CeeDee Lamb. That was because he threw the ball late, and that was because he was predictable with the timing of the throw. Let's go back to the interception he threw to Lenore trying to target Michael Gallup against the 49ers. He didn't throw the check down to Zeke Elliott. That's not a talent thing. To me, Joy Taylor, that is... Skip over one of the five best playoff performances in the modern era. No, no, no. I said his last two bad games. Okay. I said his last two bad games. His five-touchdown game against the Bucs, I've given him all the credit in the world for that game. You did do that. Yeah, his last two bad games. So, Joy, to me, it's about Dak more than it's about the Cowboys. Shady, I can't wait to hear what you have to say, but I want to give you more time. So, Joy, where are you standing? The Cowboys are 5-12 and 12 in the playoffs since 1996. They share company with the Lions and the Commanders as the only teams with zero NFC championship game appearances since 1996. I'm pretty old. I was nine. <laughs> nine years old. That stings. Hadn't hit the two digits yet. It's the Cowboys' fault. It's always the Cowboys' fault. The fact that the Cowboys are in a situation where they have to extend Dak Prescott is whose fault? The Cowboys. Because they didn't have to pay Zeke Elliott first. Why did that happen? Why did it happen, y'all? It happened because 
Jerry loves him some Zeke. So he paid Zeke first. Okay. Who pays the running back before franchise quarterback? Doesn't seem had smart. you paid the quarterback before you paid Zeke, you would have had Dak on a very reasonable contract because he was a fourth-round pick and nobody else would be paying him that money. So he would have gotten a team-friendly deal. You could have signed Zeke for whatever, and now you wouldn't be in a position where you need to extend him and give him more money and, and stay with Dak if you don't think he's the guy. All of the problems that the Cowboys have, the reason that they don't have a, a window in their house to get to the Super Bowl, they remodeled after 1996 and forgot to put in a window to get back to the Super Bowl. They have this, when you do the same thing over and over and over again, and you keep convincing somebody you're going to get a different result, when you have this much evidence that it is the way the team is run that produces these results, they don't have a high-level quarterback. Why? Why do you not have a high-level quarterback? The answer lies in how you structure the team. The team is not run like any other organization in sports. Maybe you can argue the Lakers. And the difference between the Lakers and the Cowboys is the Lakers occasionally win championships. Mm. So I wouldn't even put them in the same category because the Lakers win championships. The Cowboys can't even get to the game before the championship game to win the championship game. There's 1996. We don't talk about the commanders like they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Why? Because they're a dysfunctional organization. We don't talk about the Lions like they could win a Super Bowl. Why? Because we think they're the most dysfunctional organization in sports. The only reason we talk about the Cowboys this way is because of the brand. Dak might not be good enough to win a Super Bowl, but the Cowboys not winning a Super Bowl or even getting to the NFC Championship game is not Dak's fault. See, I, I disagree, right? I disagree because I watched the Cowboys play against a really, really good 49ers team. And some of their players played pretty well, right? I mean, even this year, they had, what, seven Pro Bowl players? Dak wasn't one of them. Dak played in only 12 games and led the league with 15 picks. Like, you have to try to do that. You got to try to do that. So when I look at, when I look at the game, and, and, and I hear you talking about the Cowboys, that it's, it's their fault and not Dak's. How? Dak lost that game. Am I, am I tripping? Am I saying something that didn't happen? No. Yes. So, inter- no, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm Dak right. lost that okay, game. Okay, yeah. So, so it's like, why are we faulting the team? I'm not faulting the players. No, no, or, or the management, whoever it is. The coach, management, whoever y'all want to fault. Y'all saying the Cowboys' fault and not Dak's. My thing is, like, I, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out, like, why, like, us here, people on Twitter, people on TV, they, they never want to say what the real issue is. And when you watch the game, it's Dak losing that game. I ain't never seen nobody have the, 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 the Niners in a box like that. That defense was playing lights out. But and, even, it's, and it's, real quick, in C.D. Lamb, like, in the in in beginning of the year, we didn't know where he would be. You lose Amari Cooper, I didn't know he would be this. He was balling out. He looked like a Amari Cooper. So it's like in the backfield with the running backs. Pollard was going crazy this year. I know you called him a backup. He was. Most, most teams, well, he would be starting for. Sure. You agree, right? Yeah. So backup or not, he was a baller. Then you have Zeke as your backup. That's a great role. That's a great offense. Offensive line. Doing a lot of shuffling. He's over here, left tackle, right tackle. They blocked pretty well this year. So when I look at this team and the reason why they're not winning games in the big games, I'm not talking about the Bucs. I guess a bad de- defense, a bad team, been a bad team all year, uh, a losing record team. I'm not talking about that team. I'm talking about a good team against the Niners. They could have won that game, and they could have been playing in the NFC Championship game. But the reason is not because no other cowboy uh, front office. It was Dak Prescott. That's my issue. And I just want to know why we don't say it. Why we don't say what it really is? There's seven years of evidence that suggests that Dak Prescott is way more a part of the solution than the problem. Again, he's never had a losing record. He's made the playoffs four times in six years. There's, there's two ways to do this, and that is why it's so imperative to build a great team around a young quarterback who doesn't cost a lot, which, by the way, the Cowboys failed to do when they tripped over Dak Prescott as a fourth-round pick, and he was good enough to start immediately. You either surround a cheap quarterback with an insane amount of talent – as the Eagles did, or you have the best quarterback or certainly one of the best quarterbacks in the league with the Chiefs do. Those are really, those are the two models. The Cowboys are, I will admit, stuck in a little bit of a no-man's land because I don't think Dak can be on a Mahomes level, and he's also a veteran now who commands too much money to build that type of roster around. But that, again, is the Cowboys' fault. I think a guy like Matthew Stafford, I don't think he's nowhere near Patrick Mahomes, and I love Matthew Stafford. But he's like a, a quarterback that, that I think he's better than Dak. I don't think he's way better than Dak, but I think he's better than Dak. My thing is, like the Rams, they need a quarterback that was solid enough that had, I think, on offense, is serviceable to like 
Comparable to the Cowboys. Yeah. I would say they're comparable. Come on. So you get Matthew Stafford, you bring him all the way over to L.A. What do they do? Go to a championship. Good defense with the Rams, good defense with the Cowboys. Playmakers on the offensive side, playmakers on the offensive side with both teams. The difference was the quarterback. I think it's completely wild to say that the Cowboys are on the Rams level the last two years. That's just me. I mean, I, you realize the number, the number two, the number two receiver on the Cowboys roster finished with 560 yards this year. The Rams had three 700-yard receivers last year, in addition to a 2,000-yard offensive player of the year the Cowboys, in Cooper Cup. And the Cowboys were number one. The Rams had a much better offensive you say line. That, but, the, but the Cowboys right had the number one offense with Dak Prescott this year, right? Not number when one. He, when he came no. back? When he, oh, when, when the stretch when he came back yeah. from his thumb, yeah. Okay, so what we, what's up? What are we talking about? When he came back, they were number one offense. So that goes out the window. And then oh, everybody talks about Odell Beckham. He, he was a great ad addition to the, to the team. Yes, he was. They also but, went out. I forgot about Odell. They added Odell halfway through. They added Von I mean, Miller o- halfway Odell, through the season. Odell was solid. Odell, solid. Odell, was, Odell wasn't great. He, was he wasn't solid. great, though. Let's just keep it real. He was, the Rams, he was, he was so good. The Rams had two no-doubt-about-it slam-dunk Hall of Famers on their defense and a third who could possibly get there in Jalen Ramsey. Am I, am I a crazy person? I, I, you're, not, you're not, but with, with, if you look at the defense, so, so they had Ramsey, right? Yeah. And then the Cowboys. They, but the, they, cow, the Cowboys they defense know, was better. The Cowboys have a nice defense. Go ahead, Joy. Get in. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Lucky, if it's me and you, boy, ooh, you lucky. <laughs> Go ahead, Joy. We're right I, here. I, I'm going to wait after the show. Right I'm going to give it to you. Right I'm going to give it to you. Okay. The reason I don't think it's Dak's fault, because I'm in the middle of both of you. I agree with you, Shady. But what would have happened if the Cowboys won that game against the Niners and then got to the NFC Championship game? Boom. I, I, can't, I can't say that. Smoke I cannot say that. That's why I'm an Eagles. I, yeah, I, I believe they would have smoked by the Eagles. I believe they would have smoked by the Eagles. I don't know. I certainly don't think if they didn't get smoked that they would beat the Eagles. They wouldn't have beaten the Eagles. But it doesn't matter because they can't get to that championship that, that game part. anyway. That part. I don't think that Dak is capable of doing that anymore. I used to think that he was capable of doing that. The way that I've seen him in big games, I don't think he is. So I'm in the middle of both of you. I still think it's the Cowboys' fault that Dak is their quarterback. I still think that it's the Cowboys' fault that they're stuck in this contract with Dak. That, Dak didn't make them do that. They did that. They put their team together that way. But where I will disagree with you is I think the Rams are a much better run organization. They that are part. very aggressive. They went and got pieces midseason. Odell might have not been great all season, but he was huge in the Super Bowl before he got injured. And who won that game? Really, who won that which, game for the Rams? Which, 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 Aaron Donald, Donald and Von Miller. But you had, but you had to pay Dak because Dak had a period where Dak was putting some, some numbers. You did, up. No, no, you did so have you pay Dak, pay but you should have paid Dak first. Because if you'd paid Dak first, you'd have been on a more reasonable deal, and you still could have paid Zeke, and you could continue to be aggressive, which the Cowboys don't. Fundamentally, the Cowboys do a great job in business branding. They oh, do a great they're job. better than anybody the best, at that. Actually, the best. See, it's not I, terrible. I, but on the field, I can't, I they can't, don't. They I, just on don't. The field, let me weigh in. Let me okay, weigh in. Let me okay, weigh in. Let me okay. Okay. I've been sitting for 15 minutes. A great conversation, Matt. I we hope you're all enjoying clock. it as much we got as more I am. T- just um, keep doing the second. You know what? We'll day. continue the conversation when we return from break. Coming up, we're going to visit this again. Then we'll get back to the Super Bowl. We got to take a commercial. We got to pay some bills. And we got to wait for y'all to join us when we return. We'll talk about those two later. We got to get back to this here momentarily. I'm one day. Take the mic off. <laughs> Welcome back to Speak. Welcome back to Speak. Welcome back to Speak. Stay for a while. The conversation was getting good. Let's get right back to it. Dak Prescott, Cowboys, who is at fault for the struggles? I haven't weighed in at all yet. Let me get my thoughts off. I'm saying that it's Dak Prescott. I'm saying it for this reason. We talk about the Cowboys' historical struggles, and we should. They've been bad. Whether Tony Romo, whether Dak Prescott, whether Quincy Carter, whether Drew Bledsoe, whether John Kitna, whoever you want to name as their quarterbacks since Troy Aikman, it's been bad. But generational quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, Great quarterbacks, they can trump a historically bad organization. Right. I think about the Cincinnati Bengals. They lost seven straight wild card games. Seven straight. The Bengals from 1990 until Joe Burrow showed up were the Dallas Cowboys. The Bengals went to a Super Bowl, I believe it was 1988 and lost. Somebody yeah, correct me, but it was 87, 80, 88, or 89. 89. 89. They went to 80, the Super 88. Bowl. I'm sorry, you're right. Went to the Super Bowl and lost. After that, they couldn't get past the wild card round. But Joe Shiesty showed up, and he did what Carson Palmer couldn't do. He did what John Kitna couldn't do. He did what nobody else could do because he was that dude. I don't care how bad an organization is because special talents trump 
organizations, incredibly special talents. I submit that Dak Prescott could be that talent. We know that Joe Burrow's not Patrick Mahomes. We found that out the hard way. But we know that Joe Burrow's really, really, really good. There was a time where Dak Prescott was in top five conversations. Dak Prescott has an MVP vote. Joe Burrow, I don't think, has an MVP vote yet. Somebody correct me again if I'm wrong. So the reason I fault Dak more than the Cowboys is I have personally seen a great quarterback overpower a marginally run organization. This is, oh, this, that's an easy fix. This is perfect. Can I have the number one overall pick then? And can you promise me that he's going to be good and not Kyler Murray or Alex Smith? Then he also has to get hurt so you can get Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to get hurt. And then I need to also have a top five pick the year after getting Joe Chase. If you can just guarantee me that I'll have the number one pick and he'll deliver on that hype, then we don't have an issue here. What are you saying? That just Dak's not that good? Dak's a fourth-round pick. I'm saying that getting a quarterback on the level of Joe Burrow is hard as hell to do, and you're not even guaranteed to do it if you pick number one. Patrick Mahomes went 10th overall. But doesn't, Josh okay, Allen went 8th overall. We, like, nobody we, knows the way this stuff then works. Are we not saying the same thing, that Dak Prescott is not good enough? Because Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase. But Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase in large part because of Joe Burrow because of the relationship dating back to LSU and because of how good Joe Burrow is right here, right now. Joe Burrow with, let's call it, Carson Wentz. Jamar Chase with Carson Wentz ain't Jamar Chase. CeeDee Lamb is balling in large part because Dak Prescott, as far as gross yardage, oh, he gonna go crazy. I'm saying this. Dak Prescott is in the unfortunate no-man's land of not being good enough to carry a team to a championship but being good enough that he can do it with the exact right roadmap. It's a tough place to be. What would you rather do? Throw him out, a guy who's been to Pro Bowls, who's taken your team to the playoffs four times in six healthy seasons, a guy who's never had a losing record. Throw him out, hoping that you can get it right this time and find your Joe Shiesty or your Patrick Mahomes or your Josh Allen, which, you know... Two of those guys haven't done what you want Dak Prescott to do, by the way. Like, getting to a Super Bowl is nice, but that's not the goal. So it's hard as hell to find that guy who makes the rest of this go away. And that's my point. What I was going to say before the break is to win with a quarterback like Dak, you have to either be smarter than everybody else or more aggressive than everybody else, or preferably both. And the Cowboys have 27 years of history that suggest that they're not those things. And the funny thing is, we can definitely say it's the Cowboys because it's the same people. Then why not do Dak Prescott like the Rams did Jared Goff? Hey, you're good. You're good. We acknowledge that you're good. But you're not good enough. But that's not Dak Prescott's call. That's the Cowboys' call, but which is what we're both saying. That's what Dave is asking. reason that they're in that situation. Dave yeah, is that, saying, like, why not just, like, here are your options. You can disregard Dak. And I'm saying, why not do that? Because they're the Cowboys. That's not what they do. Which, but, is what, which is what we're both saying. But you would be a proponent of that being done. Sure, but they're never going to do that. And that's the difference between the Rams and the Cowboys. That, the Cowboys, the, the Rams went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff and still said, you're not good enough. We're going to be aggressive and go get Matthew Stafford. And we're going to bring in Von Miller. And we're going to sign Odell. And then we're going to, to work with you so that even though you throw the most amount of interceptions, we're going to, to, to put you with Cooper Cup, and then you're going to go through a postseason which you've never won a game and go win a Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl is going to be won in large part to defensive plays from Von Miller, who we aggressively brought in, and Aaron Donald, who is the greatest player in the league by, by most standards. Yep. So I'm glad you brought the Rams up because that's what I was thinking about. Like, they went out there and, and you named a lot of moving pieces, which was cool. But, like, the Cowboys' defense, even with all the names you talked about, defense was better than that Rams' defense. Significant. That's just what it is. And uh, you know I got the numbers, so I won't put the numbers in it. But they were a better defense, number-wise, right? So you get the names. They played, they played great so in the playoffs. But my, my thing is, like, having enough talent is one thing, which I think the Rams did, and I think the Cowboys did. The difference between the two, even the names you talked about, the main name was bringing a quarterback that won a Super Bowl. Jared Goff wasn't bad, bad. No, he was solid. solid. They went to the Super Bowl, but he wasn't enough. That's my question now. It's like, okay, Dak Prescott, same situation. He has a, a Super Bowl type of team. That, that defense is, is lights out. They got, they got all type of offensive weapons. They could go to the Super Bowl with that team. It's their quarterback. That's, That's the biggest difference. That, I think, is where I'm at. Because even I think about it more, we talk about it. Cooper Cup wasn't Cooper Cup before Matthew Stafford. 
Like, Cooper Cup had 900 yards a year before. Yeah, look at his number. 1,100 yards a year before. He's a beast. 600 yards a year before and 800 yards a year before. Matthew Stafford showed up and Cooper Cup had 1,900 yards. Mind you, Cooper Cup had all the targets in the world. So, we get it. But then even the Rams' offense, like, you look at the Cowboys' offense, like, they're, they're comparable. How? Man. I'm just so oh, here's okay, here's Google. here's the thing that I know. Here's here's what okay. I've got is what got? that what you got. And to be fair, and people will bring this up, the Cowboys fell short with Amari Cooper on their roster. Okay. That's totally right. fair. Right. They still dealt him away for nothing, by the way. All right. CD Lamb stepped up. That part of the plan All worked pro. out perfectly. I actually shameless plug. I wrote about this today on FoxSports.com. <laughs> CD Lamb stepped up and did a great job. Mm-hmm. It's everything that happened after that. The Rams still had Van Jefferson. The Rams had nice running backs, and then halfway through the season, they were like, this might not be good enough. We should trade for Odell Beckham. The Cowboys talked about it for a long time, which was post-ACL Odell Beckham, and also they never actually did it. The Cowboys were like, hey, T.Y. Hilton, we know you haven't done anything all year, but do you want to come in and help us on Christmas and, oh, by the way, be our second most effective receiver? Like, this all sounds great. The The option, like, you wouldn't take – the Cowboys' options behind C.D. Lamb over the Rams' options behind Cooper Cup. You would not do that. I don't know. You would not do that. They ran, they ran the ball way better. The Cowboys did. I way agree better. with you that. I, I agree with you that the Cowboys' roster was good enough to win to yeah. get to a Super Bowl, possibly win a Super Bowl. It's one game, and that the reason that they didn't beat the Niners was Dak Prescott. But where where we part ways is. Blaming an organization who's done the same thing with different quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, by the way, that were not high picks. Okay. That they stuck with for a long time. Tony Romo was undrafted. Dak right. Prescott's a fourth-round pick. Okay. So the expectation level for these guys, they wildly overachieved. I'm not going to kill a fourth-round pick who has overachieved the way that Dak has. Dak's not good enough, in my opinion, to get to, get to a Super Bowl. He's not. He hasn't get, got, even gotten to an NFC Championship game. But I can't compare an organization that went all in the way that the Rams did to the Cowboys who have done the same thing with so different quarterbacks you, for 27 years. Are you blaming – okay, are we saying the same thing? Yes. Are you blaming the Cowboys for keeping Dak and we're saying Dak's not enough? No, well, here's the other thing, yeah, too. We are, we are in that – we're in that space. Oh, all right. He is still in the space that Dak He's is always is. to win the <laughs> Super Bowl. Take good final thought. Get this final is, thought. I get a final thought. This, there's nuance here, but, again, this goes back to – being willing to do what it takes. Jared Goff was easy to move because the Rams paid him. He had played years on his deal. That's my thing is like, we can sit here and talk about should they move on from Dak? Would they be better without Dak? It's asinine because they can't. Which is whose fault? The but, Cowboys' fault but, because but, they waited two but, extra years to okay. pay him and now he's got a $50 right, right. million dollar but, cap so that, But that's not our question. Our question to you is, which you have you answered but didn't answer, is Dak good enough to win a Super Bowl? That was the question we want to know. Number one, I think he is. And number two, you don't have a choice but to try to okay. find a way we, we, to win with him. I don't want that. The first, I like the first answer. Can we stick with that one? <laughs> yeah, so if, he, if you're saying he is, right, when we watched him play in the big games and they play against the Niners, what is the, he, oh, was no, no, no. The, he was the only game. reason. He was game. The, he was the, what the game. Hell? I mean, how many games you going to play? No, no, you got to play one game no. at a time against the Super Bowl. No, there's so a, the there's a key is, difference. Like, my, this whole Dak they, isn't good enough to win the big game thing is based on one game where they, he didn't I, play well. I go, well, my I go with playoff games. Why? Because he hasn't been good enough to win. Wait, he hasn't won we, he hasn't won you want to go through this step by step? We can. But you want to talk about the 2018 most, most Rams game, game where they gave up 300 rushing yards? Year by year. He likes he does that. The smoke and mirrors, he does that. That's we not talk, smoke we, and mirrors. We, oh, on, we're talking year by year. We're going on this year, day, day, this year. They played the Niners, the, 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 the Hall of Fame Niners, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody hyped them up. When you watch that game, that was an even-fought game. The reason why they lost wasn't the, the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. wasn't none of that. It was Dak Prescott. That's why I said game. Okay, There's no so, S on the end right. of it. So my thing is this. When you say that he is good enough to win a Super Bowl, I'm, I'm thinking, like, how? I've actually watched – not even played bad. I've watched him give the game up. He gave that game up. Right? He played a bad game. That I guess my point is that one bad game, we don't just create you, you this he, imaginary you say, you say legacy he that more. he's done this a bunch of times. You say he needs more. I don't think he needs more. I'm saying if you never, if you don't have something good to compensate for the bad, then we have to establish that that one bad game is a trump card. Like Dak has never wowed us outside of the playoff game against the Bucks. He's never wowed us. Out, so outside of the week before that game, he's never yeah. done it. I mean, it, never, it, you see, it, you see how that's a losing team. They're not a good team. He played against a good team. This is my thing. Goal Let me ask posts. you. No, this is the truth. Here, I don't know. They, they're, they're eight nine. They barely got the playoffs. But oh, okay, well, real quick, so my, last question. I'm done with him with the deck. 
Because <laughs> he gets me hyped. So with the Dak Prescott, you're saying he can win, right? My, my thing is this. If the Niners game, right, if he plays solid enough, they should probably win that game. Cause yeah. Because you, you keep talking about how they need so much more. Like, what, what else do they need for him to, to win? No, he needed to play better in that game. I've, I haven't but tried you, to hide from no, that. No, but fact. you keep saying, like, they, like, he needs to be surrounded by so many better players. He needs it's like, that's a good team. It might not get better than that. How many rosters are better than the Cowboys, if you really had to think about it? I'd say it? maybe four or five. Come on, 32 teams? That's a lot. When you're talking about winning a Super Bowl, oh, what? four or only, five. Only, only one team wins the Super Bowl. One, one, one of them. I'm the same. One of them wins and four of them so play many. on championship weekend. Okay, so in the, play, in the playoff. In the Wait, playoff, if, playoff, in the playoff, go, if there's four or five rosters that are better than the Cowboys, could there be a reunion in Las Vegas? There's been some drama. Devontae Adams had a very interesting quote about what he wants for Aaron Rodgers. Does he want to actually play with them or not? That is next. On the say? And we're not hugging after this day. As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to recognize the late and legendary Bill Russell. This is our first Black History Month since the passing of the greatest winner in sports history. And while most are familiar with Russell's legacy on the court, 11 NBA titles, a seemingly impossible 21-0 in his collegiate, Olympic, and professional careers in win-or-go-home games, the greatest defensive player possibly in all of sports history. What far fewer know is that Bill Russell was a true civil rights icon and the hell he went through because of it. Despite all the winning, Bill Russell was not beloved in Boston or by many Celtic fans. He had his home vandalized and was subjected to countless instances of horrific racial abuse. Early in his career, he led marches in Boston, held integrated basketball clinics in the Deep South with the brother of slain civil rights icon Medgar Evers, marched with Dr. King, and refused to play when his teammates were refused service in a segregated restaurant and was a leader amongst athletes in the support of Muhammad Ali's conscientious objection to the Vietnam War. Even later in life, Russell showed far more courage than many contemporary athletes were able to when he kneeled in support of Colin Kaepernick's protest against police brutality. Today it is almost expected for our sports superstars, particularly in the NBA, to be politically and socially active Bill Russell was the first to do it, and he did it at great risk to his popularity, standing, and safety. Somehow, the greatest winner in sports history created a greater legacy off the court than he did on it. Welcome back to Speak. Now, Devontae Adams spent his first season without Aaron Rodgers in Las Vegas, but could a reunion be in the works? You saw earlier on social media, which neighborhood is Aaron Rodgers moving to? Someone tweeted, Devontae Adams quote tweeted, mine, period. They didn't have to say anything more than that. Joy, you love or hate Devontae Adams recruiting Aaron Rodgers? I love it. Look, the Raiders played Devontae, so he, he needs a quarterback, and he ain't getting Brady now, so... <laughs> This makes sense. Uh, they're definitely better together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for better sure. Together. And it looks like Aaron Rodgers' time in Green Bay is coming to a close. Now, I'm having a hard time picturing Aaron Rodgers in Vegas. Doesn't really seem like his vibe. But listen, if he's going to leave, he might as well go and team up with the guy that he won two MVPs with. Like it. Vegas doesn't seem like his vibe, but right. like Burning Man's right down the road, though. That might be that might be Stafford. Burning vibe. Man. And, all right, don't let me. I'll take the fifth on that. Okay. <laughs> no, I I love this for Devontae Adams. Like you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah. Like how how must Devontae Adams feel right now? Like he had the two time MVP, and he's like, all right, I'll leave, but it's for my guy going back to Fresno. Like that's my dude. And one season later, he doesn't have Carr, doesn't have Rodgers. Brady retired. Ugh. Devontae Adams has never had to play with a bad quarterback. Like, we can say what we want about Derek Carr, but he's a good quarterback. He can help you get numbers, help you get paid, help you maybe get to the playoffs. Devontae Adams doesn't want any part of, like, quarterback purgatory. So, yeah, do what you got to do. You know the Packers might move on from Rodgers. You might as well help do what you can to get, yeah. get something happening. <laughs> I love it, though. They, they should definitely get back together. I mean, 
when we seen them two together, they put up some big numbers, and they mm-hmm. were winning games. It's, it's so much fun when you're winning games. You could just see that Devontae Adams, when they were winning, compared to the Raiders when they were losing. His attitude was different. So, yeah, I would love to see them back together. And then A-Rod, like, to finish his career out, like, you want to go out on top. He had some great years. I think he has some left in the tank. You, you complain all year about your, your wide receivers are young, they're not catching the ball. So you go to your, your, your guy you had previously who was balling out, catching everything. Put them back together, man, and make some noise. But 2-5, do you actually think that Vegas is a better place for Rodgers than Green Bay? I don't like – if you're going to leave the place you played your entire career, you better leave and it get better. Especially to me if you're like a generational caliber talent. Go basketball a little bit. When D-Wade left Miami and went to Cleveland and he joined with Bron, but I was like, oh, that's dope. Teammates getting back together. But it ain't really go so well. D-Wade was like, you know what? I'm good here. Went to the shy for a little bit from Chicago. Okay, you know what? Let me go back to Miami. If you're going to leave the place that you were forever, Aaron Rodgers, you were there forever, you got to leave and go win. Tom Brady left and went and won. Yeah, yeah. If Rodgers goes to Vegas, it's not a better situation. Defense was atrocious. Offensively, Josh Jacobs, maybe you can tag him, but, like, you're not going to a better situation, 2-5, so why do you think Rodgers should want to well, go? Wait, wait, wait. Well, and you say that it's not a better situation. I'm thinking, like, like why not? Defense primarily. You know, when you think yeah. about the Packers' yeah. defense, they got dudes. Whether yeah. you got Jair yeah. Alexander. Well, the defense, they turned it on late, so I'll give you that. You know, I mean, they got dudes. Let's look at the offense. Probably better, better offensive line, better running back, better wide receiver. Think better running game? Like in tandem? A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, or Josh Jacobs? What you think? What you think? What you think? <laughs> one's all pro and one left the league in rushing. Come on. Let's stop carrying off here. All right? <laughs> so you got a better running back, better wide receiver. And the wide receiver is one of the best in the league. If not the and best. And you've seen what you did with him. Yeah. Your best years are with him. Why not go back? That's like if I had an offensive line that were great this year, had all my yards, and then I lead to another team. Oh, I got to go back. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you go back? Yeah, I don't think it's a better situation. Their defense was really bad. They were 28th in yards per game, 32nd in takeaways, and 30th in sacks. They're the only team in the NFL to rank bottom five in all of those categories. Mm. And that's been the problem for Aaron Rodgers, allegedly. That's been, like, the number one excuse machine. You know, don't have a good defense. He's got to score 35 points in order to win a game. Well, you're going to have to do that in Vegas. So while I do think he will have some more interesting weapons, you got Darren Waller, you got a couple other interesting pieces on the offense. I still don't know if Josh McDaniels is a good coach. I don't think he is. Correct. And they're a dysfunctional organization year after year. But that said, I'd like to see it. I want to, <laughs> I'd like to see them back together. I don't, I don't think Aaron is, is Aaron anymore. I think he's taking a step back. Devontae Adams obviously was a huge part of those MVPs, and that's fine. You need somebody to catch the ball. Like, that's important. But as a whole, as a team, as an organization, I don't think it's a better situation. That said, I don't know if he's going to be in Green Bay next year. I don't think they're, you're not going to go to a better situation. Like, the, all the better situations have quarterbacks. Like, there's a fundamental difference between, like, if you, if you have a quarterback, you're in a good situation. Like, that's how it I mean, works. Is the Jets a better situation? No, I don't think so because, again, it's – you talk about dysfunctional organizations. I mean, the Jets have the longest playoff drought in the NFL. Yeah. They haven't won a Super Bowl since the 60s. Mm-hmm. Broadway Joe. Also, the Jets share a division with the Bills, and the Raiders share a division with Patrick Mahomes. I like how it's Patrick Mahomes. It's never the Chiefs. It's always Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> That's beside the point. You're, it's not going to get easier in the AFC. Green Bay is not just the talent on the roster, but again, the NFC North is one of the weaker divisions. Not the weakest, but one of the weaker. So, I don't know if it's a better situation, but... There's talent there, and I think it depends on how much Aaron Rodgers wants to be out of Green Bay. If he is committed to being in Green Bay, that's where he should be, but I can think of worse places to go. As you look at the quarterbacks and some of the star players, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, A.J. Brown, MVS, you got Miles Sanders. It's just a bunch of bona fide dudes going to be there, but... There is a gap at the quarterback position, the most important position. The question, however... Does Jalen Hurts need to be perfect, given the fact that Mahomes is going to ball, Dave Hellman? You know Mahomes is going to more than likely get his. The Eagles have a great team. Does Jalen Hurts need to be great in order for the Eagles to win? No, I don't think he needs to be great, and that's the benefit of having the best roster in the NFL. There's a lot of moving pieces. And I, I agree with you in theory. I expect Patrick Mahomes to play really well, but we know it's capable to shut Patrick Mahomes down in a Super Bowl. A very loaded Tampa Bay Buccaneers team did it. They made life hell on him. And I get it, Chiefs fans. I know your tackles were out for that game. It's a different situation. 
But the Eagles have the third most sacks in league history. Mm-hmm. Se- 70, I think. They hit 70 as a yeah. team, did they not? There's 78 counting the playoff game. That is so hard to do. Like, we're, I mean, that's 85 Bears territory in terms of, like, pass rush. Yep. So they got that. They got the fifth most efficient rushing offense in the modern era. Like, very few teams have ever run the ball as effectively as the Eagles when they've had Jalen Hurts. They got an automatic third and fourth and short conversion whenever they want it with the quarterback sneak. They have Miles Sanders. And, yeah, he's going to have to make some plays. I just don't think he's going to need to be the engine of everything. That is the beauty of this. I think they have a defense that can make life difficult on Mahomes. I think they have a running game that the Chiefs are going to be stressed to slow down. Yeah, I know they got Chris Jones. They're 21st against the run on the season. The Eagles are the best. Mm. So all of that stuff, I think, is going to take Jalen Hurts. It's going to take the pressure off of him. He needs to play well. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he needs to play the game of his life. The reason I think he, he might need to play the game of his life, I remember the first half of the Niners game. First half of the Niners game, it wasn't a blowout. Like, remember, the Niners were on Josh Johnson after six plays, and then Christian McCaffrey shakes D. Slay in the hole, runs over Avante Maddox, hurdles some other dude, and all of a sudden we're looking like, wait a second, is this game 7-7? Seven to seven? Then we figured it would probably be 14-7 to seven going into halftime. Everybody, for the most part, thought that. Might have been 14-14. Niners got the ball back with, like, two minutes left. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, are you going to be aggressive? Josh Johnson drops the snap. The rest is history. Jalen Hurts was not great in that game. And as a result, that game was much closer for a half, going on a fourth-string quarterback for the Niners. Unless we assume Mahomes is going to get hurt, which I will knock on wood for that one, 2-5. I think – yeah, go, go ahead. Double time. I, love I do think that, like, Joy – Jalen's going to have to bring it because we see what happens if he doesn't against really good football teams. Yeah, but the Chiefs don't have CMC. Mm-mm. It's true. And the Eagles defense knocked out both of the quarterbacks for the Niners. It, it wasn't a non-contact thing. Like the, the, the Eagles defense being the great defense that they are, the same Eagles defense is going to show up in this game took their quarterbacks out. I'm not saying that like celebratory. That's just literally what happened in the game. So I don't think he does need to, I don't think he does need to play the game of his life. Now, again, every game has a different story. We'll see how this one goes. I could be completely wrong, but I think Patrick Mahomes, if any, if any quarterback needs to play their game at the highest level, it would be Patrick Mahomes because of the disparity in the roster. Also, I do want to say, it's not like this Chiefs roster is a bad roster. Right, like they don't like have they players. don't have quite the names that like up and down that the Eagles have, but they they still have some very high level players, and they have Andy Reid. So there is absolutely a coaching disparity here as well. That said, I think that the Eagles will play a great game, and I don't think that Jalen Hurts needs to be magical in this game in order for them to win, just matchup wise, but. This is about as equally an equally matched uh, game that we are going to see. I mean, these are the two best teams in the league for a reason. Where you at? Dubai? I agree with Joy. She's right. I mean, this this Eagles team is really really good. So I don't think Jalen Hurts has to be like super great Superman. Just have to be efficient, be solid. You know, he doesn't turn the ball over, which he hasn't done all year. They're gonna run the ball efficiently. I mean, this defense, like like people think it's a bad thing for your defense to be so dominant. Like why? And my defense is so dominant, that's, that's a great thing. I mean, like, they're, they're what? First in sacks, they're first in pass defense, they're number two defense overall. Like, that's a great thing. So if I have that type of defense, I don't have to be lights out every play, every series. That's a good thing. So I think going against this type of team with the Chiefs who are lights out and they can get hot any second, and they do, you're right, they do have Andy Reid, who is the, probably the best coach in the NFL in the last five to six to ten years. If you're asking me, yeah, I think it's not a bad thing. I think he should be safe if this playing efficient football. But I guess if you want to beat the greatest of all time, like when, when Tom Brady got beat, whether it was Eli Manning or Foles, you had to be magical. Even when you've beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, um, leading up to the Super Bowl, et cetera, like you got to be magical. Usually if you're going to take down a, a giant, you're not going to do it by being mundane. You're not going to do it by being okay. And maybe it's just I'm biased, I don't know. But like Eli was had magical moments, had magical runs, had magical games. Nick Foles had magical games, had magical moments, had magical runs. I'm just not sure you can beat a GOAT by being good. 
I think the difference, and like I'm keying on the Eli thing, like the Giants overall, I think everybody would agree we're outmatched in those games. This is like to say take down a Giant implies that the Eagles are a scrappy underdog story. They're not. They're the one seed. And they're the favorite. They went like two thirds of the season without losing a game. They're favored. They're favored in this game. Yeah, one, one of those uh, Patriots teams was undefeated. Mm hmm. I just, I think this is, like, I, I, mean, I keep saying it. I just think this is an incredibly evenly contested game. I think the Eagles are the better team. I think the Chiefs are better in the position where it matters the most. That's what makes it so interesting. I think Jalen Hurts is going to need to do his part. He can't turn the ball over. Right. He's going to have to run the ball better than what we've seen since he came back from the injury, in my opinion. Like, that gets lost. Like, Jalen Hurts is capable of changing a game with his feet. I would argue we haven't seen that as much since the end. Let me ask you this then. If it's such an evenly matched game, are we assuming Hurts will play bad? Because if Hurts plays like a second-team All-Pro, it really shouldn't be evenly matched. Like, based on what I've heard from everybody at the desk. I mean, it's the teams you're saying. The teams, yeah, like the teams yeah. clearly aren't evenly matched. If Hurts plays as good as he's capable of playing, it really should be Eagles late going away by 7 to 10 points. Yeah, I'm not going to predict a blowout against the Chiefs. Like, I'm just not going to do that. And I, and I don't think that the Chiefs roster is a bad roster or a weak roster. They're not coming in up against the undefeated Patriots. Yeah, 19-0, 18-0. Yeah, trying to, to scrap their way there. I mean, these are, these are guys that have been in the building. They have really strong pieces on the defensive side of the ball. They have Andy Reid. They have Travis Kelsey, who we haven't brought up in this conversation. We think that the receivers aren't as strong as Philadelphia, sure. And there are probably other, you know, sections of the teams that Philadelphia is stronger. Top to bottom, they have a bigger, deeper roster, Philadelphia. But this is not a bad roster in Kansas City. They're the number one seed in the AFC. And they have the MVP. And they have Patrick Mahomes. I was going to say, don't forget that part. (laughs) Coming up, we got to take care of some family business that you do not want to miss. That's next on Speed. Now we get it. The Cowboys haven't been to the Super Bowl since 1995, but Jerry Jones, he addressed that. He also threw the 49ers under the bus at the same <laughs> time. Take a listen. When you look back and say it, well, San Francisco and Cowboys haven't been to a Super Bowl in 25 years. Okay? And haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. Mm-hmm. I understand that. San Francisco and say both. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that, Jerry. This is like the sixth place finisher in the race criticizing the bronze medalist. Like, ah, we both, <laughs> won, we both won the same amount of gold. Like, get out of here. No way, man. Uh, your infatuation with Jack, Dak, but opposition to Jerry is so fascinating. We call that drug snitching. Yo, that's it for us.